Hey, Seasoners. Welcome back to another episode of My First Season. My guest today went to Clement St. Lucia as a teenager and thought that Geo's had the coolest job of anyone, and this was his first contact with Club Med. He studied at Ithaca College and got certified as an instructor at ProDive in Fort Lauderdale. An ex-Geo told him about Club Med, and he applied. He then had a phone interview with Club Med, and they gave him all of one hour to decide. I personally would have only needed 30 seconds to decide, but that's me. His first season was in Club Med Columbus Isle, and he might be the only G.O. that I know of who arrived on Christmas Day. Yep, he arrived on December 25th, 1996. He then worked in Turks and Caicos three separate times. He, of course, met his future wife in Turks because when you work at a singles resort, you meet your wife, right? He suggested to her father that they do the resort course and the rest is history. Please help me welcome from the Sunshine State, the one and only Gooch. Hey, Gooch, how are you this morning, sir? I'm great, Greg. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for for uh, for saying yes. And, you know, someone suggested your name. They go, hey, have you had Gooch on? I said, what's a Gooch? And, uh, they, you know, then we, then we uh, you know, we, we met you. And, uh, yeah, you uh, seem to live up to the hype, my friend. I <laughs> appreciate that. Okay. So uh, are you re- ready to light the fire, as the kids say? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we mentioned that uh, you went to Clement actually as a teenager. So I assume you went with the whole family there. Yeah, I went with uh, with my my dad and my sister. Okay, so you were teen club. Did you stay with the teen club or did you go on your own? Oh yeah, I I stayed I stayed with the the teen club. I'd never seen anything like it before. I remember it was just the time of my life. It was the best. And were you hanging around the uh, scuba instructors then? Did you do like a resort course yourself? Yeah, we were uh, we were certified and experienced divers already so we uh we would go on dive vacations you know once a year when we had off from school with my dad so we'd go to the cayman islands we'd go to you know some other nice dive destinations and someone suggested you know saint lucia and club med would be a lot of fun and they had the kids club and everything so it was it was just perfect for us so i would we would dive during the day every morning come back and uh we kind of all go our own ways and i'd go to the teen club and you know uh my dad would do whatever he did then i guess <laughs> We, uh, we had a great time. We just had a great time. Okay. I thought you got certified at Club Med. So how old were you when you got certified for scuba? I was actually uh, um, 11 years old when I got certified. Uh, we were on vacation in, in the Cayman Islands. We actually had uh, family friends that lived there in the Caymans. So we'd go there every year. Uh, we were avid snorkelers. You know, at, at 11, I was just old enough then to uh, learn. So uh, my dad got us a course and we all just absolutely fell in love for it. Fell in love with it. We went home and got and got certified. Um, I was from Philly. We went home, and did all the book work and classwork there, and then we went back to the islands to um, to finish the, the dives uh, in a nicer place than Philly, obviously. Yeah, little East River snorkeling, huh? No. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was my my uh, my thought exactly. When I here in Canada, it's full of murky lakes and rivers. So yeah, I vowed never to dive again until it was the ocean and where the visibility, you know, is pretty good, right? And then you got certified as a uh, scuba instructor at Pro Dive in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, it only take you roughly about two months to become an instructor? Yeah, I was already, uh, I was an advanced advanced open water diver and I had plenty of dives for the qualifications. I had uh, uh, over a hundred dives. So it's a pretty intense course. I, uh, I, I started right away. You get there, you, you know, you enroll, you, you're staying at a hotel right there, kind of on property. You're, you're, you're doing the, the, the pool work and the, the dives every single day. So we did rescue diver in one week, then dive master took another maybe 10 days and then right into the instructor course. Yeah. So about two months total. 
Okay. Now, did you get your, we, we should address this fact. Did you get your nickname uh, during the uh, being uh, becoming a scuba instructor? Did you get your nickname at Club Med? Well, where did this <laughs> happen? Uh, that's a great question. So my, my nickname actually came from college. It was a fraternity pledge name uh, my freshman year at uh, Ithaca College in uh, upstate New York. And when you join a fraternity, they just give you a, basically a silly name, you know, a, a silly pledge name. And uh, at the time, you know, at that age, we all had grown up with a, a TV show called Different Strokes. And probably People probably remembered, uh, what you're talking about, Willis, that one. And uh, the Gooch was uh, a bully that uh, was always chasing Arnold, apparently. They never showed him. But um, the Gooch is after me. So it was just a funny name. I wasn't a bully or anything. Uh, I was a, a pretty pretty easygoing guy. But uh, I'm a big guy, and I kind of look like a Gooch, I guess. Well, just give us an idea. What were some of the nicknames of your other fraternity brothers? Oh boy! Uh, thanks, thanks for asking that. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean it can be random. You don't have to. You don't have to name them all. I'm just yeah, just no, to give no, you an idea. Sure. If they're sure. if they're appropriate, mind you. Okay. I actually got it. I got a pretty good one. I think there was skirt, pooper, taint. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> there was a bunch, a bunch of them. All, all pretty silly. I think we well, have a. No. Yeah. Yes. Fun fact. Yeah. Your name went from being a bully to something else because, uh, you know, in a random search, we found out that, and I guess it was during the show Jackass that you realized they were using Gooch for uh, another word for something else. Correct. Yeah, exactly. I, when I grew up, it, it was, it was never construed as anything dirty or anything like that, or a body part that people now kind of know it as. And I saw the word just kind of evolve into the, you know, the popular, you know, uh, language and everyone all of a sudden saw, said it was meaning something else. So um, yes. it's kind of unfortunate that now people think it means uh, the, the body part, let's say. Yes. Well, well, you already had a fraternity brother named Taint. So I guess you <laughs> could have two two Taints, which is, yes, a body <laughs> part on, on the male. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> all right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Don't worry, listeners. We're going to segue from this. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, 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 yeah. So you, uh, but at ProDive, is it, that's where you met someone who told you about Club Met? Yeah, one of the reasons I chose ProDive, um, and I would recommend it. It was an excellent program, and I think they're still around and going strong. I uh, They had a job placement program, um, and, you know, I wanted to work in the industry, obviously, as a scuba instructor. And I always wanted to work at a, you know, big resort or something like that. And, you know, I'm, I, I didn't want to just work in my, you know, hometown dive shop or anything like that. So I wanted to go away and live in a resort. And um, the the um, one of the course directors, one of the guys that, that ran the course was um, – uh, an ex-GO, I think he was an ex-GO, or he had a lot of friends that were GOs and he had connections with Club Med. He he said, you know, you'd be perfect for Club Med. I, when he asked, we did my exit interview before they were going to try to place me, he said, you'd be great for Club Med. You're you're really outgoing. I see you kind of, you know, leading the, leading the charge to go out for, you know, for some cocktails and dinner after after work with the, with the gang. He said, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of a, that social guy. I think you'd be great at Club Med. Uh, I said, oh, my God, I went to Club Med when I was a kid, and I always had said I would love to work there. And I said, do you think I could? He said, I will get you in there. And sure enough, uh, they, uh, you know, I, I got in pretty quickly. Yeah, and you got a you got a phone call, and uh, so you didn't even have – I guess they needed someone ASAP, and uh, they call you. Uh, do, you do you recall who first uh, telephoned you? Yeah, I got, I got pretty lucky in that, you know, with – I, I've talked to lots of people, obviously other geos when I was there and, you know, they were trying to get on board for a long time. For me, I drove back from Fort Lauderdale back up to uh, Philly and 
when I got there, my mom said, there's a, there's already been calls for you on the answer machine and they want, they want to interview you right away. So I cannot remember the name of it. It was just a corporate calling. It wasn't, you know, it was just a, you know, someone from Miami, I think. And don't remember the name. And they, they said, uh, we need someone right away. We had someone go home for whatever reason from uh, Columbus Isle. And I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of the Island San Salvador. Um, and there was, wasn't internet yet. This was 1996. So I couldn't just look it up and learn all about it. But uh, they said, it's an island in the Bahamas. It's uh, great diving. You know, if you like scuba diving, this is a great one. So I kind of took their word for it on that. And they gave me exactly one hour to make up my mind. I said, they said, we got to go to the next name on the list if you don't want it. But uh, we'd love to have you. So. And did you take that hour or did you take only like I five minutes? Did. I remember I remember I went, um, I made a pro, pros and cons list, you know, um, I had wanted to be, you know, stay at home for the holidays and everything. And I thought my mom would be pretty disappointed. And, you know, she was a little bit. But, you know, in the end, she said, hey, you got to follow your dreams and just take it. You know, she said, uh, you don't know if another if another uh, opportunity like this is going to come along for a while. She said, just go ahead and take it. So I was on a plane, I, I think, the day after that. They FedExed me. They next dayed me a ticket. And I was at the Philadelphia airport uh, the next day after that. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I think you're the only one to ever arrive on Christmas Day that I know of. And in my 10 years, have you ever met anyone that arrived on Christmas Day? I don't think so. It was such a weird thing. It was midweek. It was midseason. You know, it was it was just such a strange set the of circumstances. And the busiest day of the year. Yeah, the busiest day of the year. Everything was just crazy. Uh, just such a whirlwind. But like, you know, then you just arrive and they pick you up and you don't know what the heck you're walking into. But um you know, the Christmas festivities were in full swing when I got there. And it was, it was really, it was pretty awesome. It was a pretty good, pretty good welcome. Yeah. This is where we just uh, kind of missed each other. Cause I spent almost a full year that year in, in Columbus, but I had left before you got there. And then the chief of village changed. So Yves, uh, Yves Mongis was your chief. And, uh, but I'm assuming Jean-Paul Morales was your chief of scuba. Um, no, actually when, he must have just left then because I did I do know the name um, and I'm you know Facebook friends with uh, with uh, Jean Paul Morales but uh, it was Olivier um, Olivier okay Olivier mm-hmm. uh, he was my scuba chief super super nice guy and you know not to get into it but he he kind of died died kind of tragically after that sorry to hear that yeah he died in a in a diving accident um, shortly thereafter so okay. he'll be missed rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, good, good guy, a very good guy. Well, what's it like arriving on Christmas Day and it's your first season? Like, what do you what do you remember about? I mean, there's must have been a lot of activity going on. There, there was, and I remember um, they said we're having like meeting um, all the GOs and everything, and I was just you know my head was just spinning. They showed me my room, and and I didn't know what to do. They said, look, uh, get you know put your stuff down, take a shower, and then well um, we're we're meeting at. Um, was it? I think it's a scuba dock, and they actually took us out on the boat, and it was a little bit of a party for the uh, for the GOs. <laughs> so I went right into that. It was pretty awesome because uh, I got to meet a bunch of the people, a bunch of the my coworkers, and um, you know they just took us out for like an hour cruise and gave us gave us some drinks, and we you know we we really had a nice time. I got to meet some of the scuba team. Uh, it was like perfect. It was just perfect timing. And then of course it was you know we got back and it was game on. Go you know we got to dress up nice for dinner and all that you know. At least you weren't in the show, right? You just got there. Right. right. <laughs> not, not in the show. And they said, you know, take the night off. Obviously, you know, just, just observe, you know, but, you know, see how we do things and everything. And I, I 
can't remember who they matched me up, but one of the scuba instructors was kind of like, I just followed him around and we had, we had a great time. We had a really great time. And uh, um, I watched the show and they, had, they did like fireworks and everything. It was really, it was a nice, it was a really nice display. They had a, they went all out for Christmas that year. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And since this was your first village, you probably thought all the rooms, all the geo rooms were the same, you know, and well, yeah, we'll talk about Turks when we get to it, but uh, having worked in both resorts uh, now, you probably know that Columbus uh, has pretty, pretty good geo rooms, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was um, this whole separate building, a little bit of a walk from the village, you know, a little bit out there, but you know, I'll take a five minute walk to have, I remember I had a phone in my room. It was, uh, I had a TV. It was incredible. Like, so for me, I'm like, this is a nice hotel room. Uh, you know, I thought all, all of them were going to be like that. And obviously, uh, <laughs> quite an eye opener once you got <laughs> once you got the turquoise, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, the phone is good until you realize, wait a minute, reception can call me now to tell me there's an arrival. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was in any other village, there would be no phone. So I probably shouldn't answer it. Right. Did ever that go through your mind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh, I, get, I get the call. Hey, you're uh, you're late. You're late for work. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Let's get to the it's, it's, it's funny that Gio's always thought, no, no, it must be a family member. And then like, oh, burned. You're like, no, yes. why, why would your family be calling you at six in the morning <laughs> for, for an arrival? Okay. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, what else uh, can you tell me about that? Your first season? Any stories? So that so that first season for me, um, obviously it was a little bit little bit you know strange because it was kind of a half season you know uh, you know a little shortened but uh, it was the, what my main memory of of Columbus is that the scuba diving was absolutely top notch. It was it blew my mind. I mean, and I didn't think the Bahamas could be that good because I'd been all over the Caribbean. But people ask me still to this day, you know, what's the best diving? And I say, you know, it actually might be San Salvador, Bahamas. The wall was not even a a 10 minute boat ride from the, you know, from the beach. And it was just, it was beautiful. It's a gorgeous club. It was like a brand new club, only open a couple of years at the time. So that really sticks out that I was like, man, this is really, you know, top notch diving, top notch facilities. Um, those dive boats were custom made. These huge, uh, anyone that's, everyone remembers they were pretty iconic, like giant platform, um, you know, dual hull and everything, just gigantic, comfortably fit 50 divers, you know? So I, I love that. As for the actual experience, I mean, it was all new to me. So I remember just, you know, it was so much fun. But I remember I would go to like the the disco. They said, oh, you know, go because I was I was young. I was 23 years, 24 years old. And, um, you know, I wanted the nightlife and I wanted to meet, meet girls and all that. And and it really was pretty quiet, you know. So I have to say that the disco most nights, you know, by by 10, 10 o'clock, 1030 was it was just kind of me and a couple of other people hanging around. So. Yeah, this is this is the village one would normally meet their wife, Gooch, not in Turks and Caicos, but don't worry, we're going to get to there now. How uh, how did you see hammerheads on your first dive in Columbus? Do you remember? You know, that's that's a great question. So um, the hammerheads came out in the winter. That was when you would generally see them as the, the water got colder. It was just starting to become that time. And I really wasn't right away. But sure enough, within a, a couple of weeks of getting there. I was seeing hammerheads on almost every dive. It was, it was incredible. It was, and actually as a new dive instructor, I had been diving in, in the Caribbean a bunch, but I had never, even in, in Fort Lauderdale, I had never seen a shark. And I was, you know, a little bit nervous <laughs> about seeing sharks. And uh, here I am going to the Bahamas and I was um, briefed. And I remember it was shout out to um, a Geo Crystal, Crystal Baudu. Um, who I wound up doing a few seasons with. She's a good friend of mine still. I was 
kind of shadowing her in that first dive and she said, okay, tell you, tell your group, you know, here's what you'll tell them about the dive site and everything. So she gave me a briefing before I gave my, my people a briefing. And she said, sharks, you'll definitely see some sharks here. You know, maybe some hammerheads if we get lucky and definitely some, uh, you know, Caribbean reef sharks. And I looked at her, I'm like, wait, sharks. <laughs> I had no idea. And uh, it turns out, you know, the Bahamas is just famous for, you know, shark diving. So, um, I was a little nervous, but I had to put on a brave face, of course, and I, I knew I would be okay, but I had to keep keep my group safe. So I went there, and I confidently told them we're going to see, maybe see some sharks and everything. And the whole first dive, I remember my head was just on a swivel, uh, looking every which way, uh, wondering if I was going to encounter a shark and if it was going to go okay. And, uh, of course, maybe not that first dive, but pretty pretty shortly after we saw, we saw sharks, and I realized that they're great. You know, they became my favorite thing to see. Yeah. Now remember when you're, you know, you're leading a group and you see a shark, you just have to swim faster than the slowest person, right? I'm kidding people. I'm kidding. Jeez. Did you guys play pranks on each other? Uh, because I, I, I discovered scuba pranks my first season in Turks. So I was just curious if in the 96, you guys were doing that at all. Oh yes. Yeah. The pranks, okay. I mean, the camaraderie, I mean, let's be honest, the camaraderie at a club med is second to none with all the geos, you know, it's just, it's such a team. But amongst the scuba team, it's even closer because you're working together and, you know, you rely on each other for the safety of the passengers of the, the GMs and, and just, you know, general generally to, you know, make it all run smoothly. So, you know, you become a pretty tight team. And for sure, we would blow off steam. And I remember one thing that we would do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we would bring um, lunch on board for the for the GMs. They would deliver it down to the scuba. Or actually, you know, we had to go pick it up at the kitchen every morning. Yes. Uh, had, yeah, that was that was part of the work detail. Those you know, uh, big, uh, big, big brown plastic boxes, yes, right? Yes, yes, the big old, big old thing you had to bring down there, and it took two people, and it was it was a pain in the butt, but it was your job. You do it, you know, once uh, every, on a rotating basis. You'd have the whole week, you'd have to get up extra early to go get the food, and uh, you take the golf cart and bring that, and um, we bring it all on there, and it was cold cuts, you know, and lunch meat and stuff, and and of course that great fantastic bread we had, you know. So we'd have like 10, 10 baguettes, full-size baguettes that we would, you know, break off and people would make sandwiches in between dives. Well, there was always plenty of food. So it was never, you know, never a, a, a worry about that. And um, we would, when someone was doing the dive briefing upstairs or something, we would take lunch meat and hide it in their pockets of their, their BCD jacket uh, yeah. that holds the food. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So. You're thinking, well, what's the big deal there? Well, we jump in the in the in the the ocean with the food. All of a sudden, you are just absolutely swarmed by swarms of fish all over you. Like, I mean, I say attacking, but they're not no teeth. They're not going to hurt you. But you're trying to talk to your group and organize the dive, and you're being you're just you know just a a pile of splashes all around. Well, the ones that kind of had teeth when i first saw this being done it was with pizza pizza in the in the bc and durgeons i don't know if you remember turks and caicos had these durgeons now durgeons to me were like piranha like in that when they smelled food they were on you they were like a little black fish and it's kind of terrifying when it's done to you because you don't know what's happening right you don't know you're holding a, a, a an old piece of pizza in your in your buoyancy oh, vest 100 <laughs> yeah the the black durgeon gosh i remember them they're really pretty fish they're they're black, but if you look up clo closely at them when they turn to the side, they really are very colorful as well. Um, them and Sergeant Majors and the French grunts, and uh, they were uh, they would just swarm you. Um, we, so we would put it in the pockets, and you know, normally it just takes you a few seconds to just you know reach in there, get that food out of there, and and, and uh, you know shake out your pockets a little bit and let the fish eat it and have their have their food. 
but then we got a little more creative and i remember we wound up stuffing it down the back behind like the back plate oh so, nice exactly because it was too easy we all knew to expect it and you know get it out of the pocket so once we did that we're like what is going on <laughs> you couldn't get it out so the whole dive you basically had fish all over you <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, and roughly how long did you spend in columbus uh, so I finished up that season. So uh, it was May when we were doing the 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 the, the transitions. They asked me, um, and I remember Yves Mongis came in, the the chef de village, and he said, "You know, we like you. We'd like you to stay. You you know, get a good report from you." I, I didn't really know him, and he didn't really know me, but uh, he said, yeah, "You have had a good report, so uh, you can stay." And I said, "Oh, thank you." Uh, but I had been told by that time, that time, being you know, kind of one of the newer instructors, the younger instructors, and obviously wanting the nightlife a little bit more. A lot of the divers that came there said, hey, this is great diving, you know, but it's kind of a sleepy village. You know, it's a couple's village. They said, you would be great. Gooch, you'd be great in in turquoise. You need to go to Club Med Turquoise. And I said, OK. And again, no Internet. So I couldn't look it up and, you know, read reviews or anything. And But I heard it from so many people. And sure enough, they said, that's where you want to go. That's great diving and great nightlife, too. And sure enough, that that was my place. And you got it. And you're part of that that pretty famous season kevin bat is the chief of village i think hammer is your chief of sport something like that it was absolutely legendary that's exactly right i mean you have two legends of club med i'd heard so many great things about kevin bat and of course all of them are true i, I bet you most of you know a huge percent of your interviews that you get here you know kevin bat and hammer and just say those are the guys they're the best i think uh, I think it was Hammer was my my chief of sports. I know I had Hendel in there too. I think that was until I got the turquoise. But yeah. yeah, Hammer and Kevin Bat, so incredible and and great guys. Kevin Kevin Bat, I'm sure everyone knows this. I'm not you know telling tells at a school. He had been recent fairly recently attacked by a shark when he was in uh, when he was chef de village or chef de sports in um, Cancun. Um, so he one day. Shortly after I got there, he invited the scuba team over for like lunch and cocktails at his um, at his uh, room. Um, and he obviously had that really cool, you know, Chef de Blanche suite and everything. And he had us all in there. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I'd heard good things about him. It was the first time I really met him. And he was just like you said, everyone, he was just so friendly and so nice, you know, made everyone feel so at home. But he pulled out this album and he said, you scuba divers are just crazy. He's like, this is what I think about scuba diving. And he takes out this album. And on the front, it has a picture of Jaws. And it was pictures from his whole recovery through the ordeal of being victim of a shark attack, you know. And thank God he got away with that without any, you know, serious permanent injuries or anything. But he was just wide open about it, like, and showed us, I mean, really graphic pictures of his injuries. It was unbelievable. But, you know, to his credit, he was, you know, there and smiling and working <laughs> and being Kevin Bat again. Were you at the... Uh... Wedding of uh, Hammer? You know, no, I was not. I don't. Okay. I don't recall. I don't recall it. No, they were just the the best couple. They were awesome. I know. I, I don't know. I, I I did um take a little time in between seasons, so okay. it might have happened when I was in, in between there. All right. Now, did uh, JoJo target you at all when you were leading a resort course or anything? Or give me your best oh, JoJo goodness. story. Uh, well, appropriate because JoJo, you know, <laughs> he's a little inappropriate sometimes. But uh, what do you what do you got for me? Yeah. Oh man, JoJo. He was he was a character. I mean, first of all, you know, we ha I had great interactions with him so many times where he would just kind of be hanging around the the dock when we would take off on the boat, 
And uh, we tell all the guests, hey, guys, come to the back here. Let's, you know, take take a look. And sure enough, JoJo be like swimming in the waves and jumping. And it was, you know, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, I'm a tourist too. And it was incredible. It was just the coolest thing. Sometimes you visit us on scuba dives, you know, and we just get, you know, really cool uh, underwater photos with them. But there was one time that really stands out <laughs> on my resort course, like you said, because, uh, you know, in, in, in uh, turquoise, we would do the resort course right off the beach sometimes when, it, when the weather was nice, when the, when it was uh, calm and clear and it usually was. So we would do that. And I had a full group, you know, big uh, six or eight students with me and we're, we're in about maybe six feet of water right off the shore and just in a circle. And the person in fr- like in front of me, opposite of the circle of me is like eyes get big as saucers and start pointing behind me and just pointing and pointing frantically. And I'm like, okay, you got to turn around and see a shark here. Don't freak out, you know, keep it cool. And I turn around and there's Jojo. And he's like right there, nose to nose with me. Um, and he's just, you know, smiling and you hear him like doing his chirping and everything. And, and I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, here's Jojo. He's come to join our, our uh, lesson. And everyone's like, wow, it's so cool. Cause he's huge. I mean, you don't realize how big this thing is. He's a wild animal that's, you know, I don't know, 12 feet long. He's gigantic, bigger than most sharks you'll see. And he's right there. And he starts kind of going around the circle and going around the circle. And, uh, you know, to keep it, keep it, you know, PG 13 for you. He, um, he gets a little excited sometimes, you know, <laughs> yep. as, yep. as a, you know, a dolphin will. Um, so it kind of, you know, it was a little bit of an eye opener to everybody. Uh, to see, yeah. Say the least. Yeah. Well, you're you're lucky. I I didn't see that until after like three months of swimming with him. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. You got to see it on your first shot, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I see it and I'm like, holy moly. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, here I am trying to be a good geo, you know, keep it, you know, family friendly. We actually had a young, like a younger diver with us there, you know, and I think a teenager or two uh, family. And I was like, oh, come on, Jojo. (laughs) Like, What are you doing here, man? You know, we looked at, so, well, I w- yeah, I was more worried about being emasculated and felt rather inadequate when it happened to me, but okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If, uh, uh, you know, anyone doesn't know we have the internet now, so you can uh, look it up and see what well, we're talking yeah, about. Not, not safe for work, people. Not safe right, for not work. Safe for you don't want to Google dolphin dong, okay, at your work computer. All right. So, all right. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we get out of the water and, you know, he was really, you know, in there for a while with us. And, and you know, like I said, a little inappropriate. And uh, one of the girls said, why, "Why did he? Why did he do that?" And I said, um, "I said it's very important that you know that he is not a geo. <laughs> he does not actually work for us. You know, yes. he's a wild. He's a wild animal. And we really have just absolutely no say in you know what he does." Was your group fighting over like which one he thought he was attracted to? Like it was me. No, it was me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, I can tell you this: that he likes long hair. There was like long flowing hair, and yeah. he was very attracted to that. So. <laughs> Yeah, he likes his blondes, that's for sure. Okay. Jojo. All right, so aside from Jojo, uh, what else can you tell me about this 97? Did you do 97, 98 or just 97 here? Yeah, I did. So I did three separate seasons. With the Kevin Kevin Bat team, like what can you tell me uh, about that season? Because you mentioned uh, Hendel, but Hendel's with with Lulu the the season after that. But I don't want to skip over anything with, you know, the Kevin Bat Chief of Village season if you have some stories or anecdotes, you know trying to think on that first season yeah well, that's, okay. that's okay we we can move to the the lulu season it's because you did turks three three times in a row so i'm sure a lot of your stories blend into they do, yeah. one they, another. They do blend. 
I realized that the the boat story, but I think I think you interviewed Makiko and she was on my team uh that the time that the that the boat ran aground. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Makiko who, who who famously went on to to feed sharks at Stewart Cove. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that something you would ever do, Gooch? I have done I have done the um the dives there on vacation years later. Okay. Um when I actually wound up uh owning a dive shop years later on my post uh, club med career. And uh we did a bunch of dive travel and uh, I remember Stuart Coves and we, we uh, organized a trip to there um, and it was fantastic, but I never did do the shark feeding. No. Okay. Yeah. Just seeing them is enough, right? In the water, no need to yeah. get that close. Right. <laughs> I mean, I had seen, I had seen so many sharks by that point. They were just like, you know, they're just, they're just normal animals to me at that point. But I mean, to do it every single day, feeding them and being the one that's got your hand on the chum, that's uh, it's a little yeah. dangerous. And, you know, they, they wear full <laughs> chain mail and everything, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she showed me pictures, and I was like, "Wow, this this girl's a badass." I mean, let's be honest, you know. I know, right? I mean, she's yeah. always so quiet and friendly, and then here she is feeding sharks in Nassau. You know, like it's nothing. <laughs> amazing, yeah, she, amazing. She really was a great, great diver. Yeah. Who was your uh, chief of scuba with with the Kevin Bat season? Do you recall? Yeah. So my in my first season, it was Flower. Yes. Um, who, gone on to you know be a he's a chef de village now and he's doing well actually he might be past that now i don't know what he's doing exactly but oh he's, he's, he's still he's still a chief of village i believe yeah okay great yeah 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 he's really made his way up um you know and and uh he's he was great he really was great it was my first interaction with uh, you know being a you know kid from philly you know with a, with french you know what i mean and there's a different culture of course you know and and uh, he would call me lazy American. And, you know, I guess I was. I was 23 and just a dumb kid, really, you know. But we really got along. We had a lot of laughs. We had a lot, we had a lot of fun, you know. Uh, we had a lot of fun together. And we're still we're still buddies to this day. We're still Facebook friends and still keep in touch. And haven't had a chance to see him yet, but, uh, you know, to reconnect. But uh, what a guy. He really a great guy. Funny story. I remember when we, that day that, that ran a, the boat ran aground, it was, uh, just a kind of an odd thing that he was on the boat that day. The, the chief of scuba is usually not hardly ever on the scuba boat because he's got other things going on in the village. But that day, I think he had some uh, some of the corporate people, maybe or so you know someone was there that he was there to kind of kind of entertain. So he's on the boat, and also we run aground, and we're just like shocked because you know all the trips we've been on, this, never, this doesn't happen. And uh, all of a sudden, we realize we are we are fully on the reef. We run aground. In the middle of the ocean, we've run aground on the reef, and he looks at me and he goes, "Cooch, get the boat off the reef." <laughs> I, go, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I'm only one man. The boat is like ten tons. Um, but obviously, we 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 all got in the water, uh, all the geos, and we tried to push and push and push and get off the the reef, and it just was was not happening. So we realized fairly quickly that we would have to wait hours and hours and hours for high tide to come in. And then get get towed off the reef because it was already it was flooding. It was just a, just a mess of the total loss. Oh, okay. That's uh, but you uh, you had how many boats there total? Three. Yeah, I think there was three of them. Uh, so yeah, we were down a boat for quite a long time. And I mean, this is a multi million dollar vessel. This is no joke. You know, there's no there's no little fishing boat. So uh, it was a big deal. These are custom boats built by oh, what was his name? Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Geno, Geno, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think one of his sons was one of the captains uh, for a while. And but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I met his uh, son at uh, Columbus Isle. I think he was based out of there. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. and that's so that's where I met him. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, so just a just a, a real tough situation. I think they brought in because we were a pretty, you know, we were one of the big scuba clubs. So I think they brought in a boat from somewhere else uh, that wasn't, you know, needing it as much as we were because we were we were booked solid as turquoise pretty much always was you know we were booked solid for scuba okay gooch let's jump into the the next season with lulu and i believe you had gus as chief animation and handle as chief of sports this season correct that's right yeah all right now you i'm assuming you took a, a bit of break did you go home for a bit or did you just stay there after like the transition yeah i, I had gone home for a bit um you know like i said i was still kind of young just out of college and everything and uh, I miss my family and my friends a little bit, you know, as, as happens, because I went kind of right away two seasons in a row. So uh, I went home and took a little time. I think I took a, maybe it was a full season off. Uh, and I said to them, hey, you know, call me when you need someone. If you need someone mid-season and this and that. And I was just itching to get back. So I called them. I said, absolutely, we could use you back at Turquoise. So uh, like I said, it was a big, big team. So when you have, you know, 14 dive instructors, it's, you know, you're pretty much bound to have, you know, have some needs. So I took a little time off, came back, and it was Lulu. Um, my chef to scuba was um, was Andre, Andre Lacroix. Uh, and I'd like, love to give a big shout-out to him because he is still one of my very good friends. I went to his wedding. Just We were we were really tight. And that that team, uh, and I stayed with Andre. Basically, we, I, I, worked, I worked with Andre for a couple of seasons, and I, I, we were just really tight and a great team, too. Yeah, I think that was probably – Maybe that was my favorite. My favorite ones was those those two seasons with with Andre, um, and Hendel's Chief of Sports was amazing for sure. Oh yeah, and you throw in you throw in Gus, and obviously these two went on to become Chief of Villages themselves, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Gus, Gus was hilarious. I mean, he was he was like the quintessential animator. Like he was just everywhere at all times and hilarious. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Playing his violin, didgeridoo. Yeah, every yeah, he was he was multi multi talented for sure. So, what what time were your uh, were your geo meetings there? I guess they were late at night when you had one. Yeah, I um, mean, we would. Uh, I remember meeting above. Oh, what was it? I guess like so. There was a scuba office, and right across there, there was like oh, the dance studio it was like where they would practice the yes. show and everything. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Oh gosh, one time being there, there was uh there was a hurricane coming, and you know, again, no internet, so you know, we just kind of heard about it by word of mouth, you know. Guess which all would say, oh boy, what is it about the hurricane? What hurricane? So uh, we had a meeting because the hurricane was definitely going to be bearing down on us. And we knew, you know, it was coming. So Lulu called uh, called the meeting. And uh, we met their midnight meeting after the show and after crazy signs and everything. And she had a very, had a, those of you who know her, know that she had a, you know, very thick uh, Spanish accent. And she talked to us for 30 minutes straight about the plans and she said, the Huracan, the Huracan is coming. Uh, it is for sure. It's going to be here. The Huracan is coming. It's at the, and she kept saying Huracan in almost every sentence for 30 minutes straight. And then any questions? She asked us any questions and can't remember who it was, raised their hand and said, what is a Huracan? <laughs> yeah, because I what, what, the way you say it, I thought it meant Euro convention, Eurocon for short, right? So a group of Europeans were coming to the village is what I what I was gathering, but no. <laughs> right. I mean, I for sure he, he figured it out from context clues, I'm sure, and was kind of being funny. But I mean, Eurocon, it took me at least 10 minutes of that 30 minute uh, meeting to figure out what the heck she was talking about. Yeah, it would have been much better if you if Europeans were coming instead of that hurricane, I imagine, because yeah. everyone knows yeah. the yeah. amount of work involved uh, getting ready before, you know, before it and then during and after. Ugh. So did it go it through? Uh, did it go through Turks? 
it, it was a ton of work. And I remember we, you know, we stayed up late that night. or so to hit them, you know, in the late, uh, the wee, the wee hours, we stayed up late on the scuba dock, you know, having a little bit of a, of a hurricane party, you know, with the geos. And, uh, before we had to batten down, we'd spent all day, you know, working double time, making the village safe, you know, uh, getting everything that could blow away, you know, put away and the, Making the passengers the uh, did you mean to see uh, to say GM Scooch? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 keeping the GMs you know safe and comfortable and you know. But I think we moved everyone up to uh, the upper levels because we really were expecting to get hit pretty hard and possibly dangerous flooding and everything like that. So we worked so hard just getting everything you know prepared and safe and moving the moving all the GMs and then it, it just didn't hit us. It, it kind of died and took a left turn in the mountains of Hispaniola on the way to us uh, at the last minute. So we got a reprieve. Um, we still had a bunch of rain for a couple of days. So I meant scuba was canceled and, you know, there were still some waves and everything, but no damage at all to the club on that one. We just, uh, we just kind of rode it out and, and, you know, those rainy days, you got to work extra hard there too. I'd much rather be scuba diving, you know, but oh, yeah. you know, you keep everyone entertained. And that's one thing, obviously everyone knows club Med is just the best, the best at club, the customer service and making sure. So we, you know, the guests still had a fun time, you know, we had still had a, had a great time and we did games and this and that and, and, uh, you know, make sure that everyone still enjoy the vacation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I hated rainy days, obviously, but if I'm in a village with Gus and Hendel, I mean, psh, I'm not going to hate them that much. Right. Because I'm sure those exactly. two are going all out, you know, to entertain. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, I, they were, they were so creative. I, I mean, again, you know, I, I had a daytime service that I never left, you know, so all of a sudden we're just walking around the village and supposed to be entertaining people. You know, the scuba team's kind of a little lost, you know, cause we're, we're dive, dive, dive all day, you know? Uh, but you know, I, I was like I said, outgoing, and I loved to to you know participate in the shows, and and you know, not, not all the scuba team did that, you know. So I was pretty pretty out there, and we had a lot of fun. And, and like you said, Gus and Hendel, they just they just made it so much fun. Like I couldn't, I'm like, how can they come up with so many games and activities? You know, like it was incredible. What kind of shows did you do? So I remember the scuba team. Like we had to have some presence, you know, because it was a pretty big part of you know, life in, in turquoise was the scuba team. You know, we were one of the bigger services. So we did, um, we had to have something. So we did in, I don't think it was the lip sync, but it was like, I think maybe it was lip sync and, and it was done in the disco. And we had a female instructor. She was Robert Palmer and four or five of, of the guys um, were, were the Robert Palmer backup girls, right? In the dresses. Addicted so, to love. Is it that song? Addicted to love. Uh, I don't remember if we did Addicted Love or, or if it was oh. like, I didn't mean to turn you on or something like that. Like one of, okay. those, one of those songs and we were just kind of like just moving our hips being, uh, you know, in drag for, for five minutes, you know, doing lip sync. And it was pretty hilarious because, you know, we, we went over the top with uh, with the, uh, the the dresses and the the heels, and the, the, the boobs, you know. Did you guys ever fight backstage for the better dress? Because whenever yeah. uh, I, I did drag, it was always the guys. And I want the red one. No, you had the red one last week. <laughs> oh, we, we, we definitely did. And I remember we a couple of us were, were bigger guys. So we're trying to stretch. And I'm like, look, I need this one, man, because I can't fit into these other ones. So they were yeah. insane on us. They never had heels your size. So you always had to go oh. barefoot, right? Oh, no, the, the <laughs> heels, you can forget about that. You know, like I think they had one or two pair of like platform cues that a couple people could could wear. I think Winnie. Uh, shout out to Winnie was one of our one of our team, and I've got I've got some pictures. I, I'll, I'll have you you post them of the, of that that show. And Winnie's Winnie's on there, and I think he was able to wear the platform. Okay, Gooch, let's um, chomping at the bit here to jump to your your next and final season in Turks because, as I mentioned in the intro, 
this is where you met your wife. So I was just curious and wondering how did how did this all happen? So yeah, it was um, you know, I'm sure a lot of that's that's a fairly common occurrence there. But yeah, I mean, I was I was a single guy and I wasn't looking forward to anything, but you know, I was uh, at an arrival and I remember I just kind of saw her and I was I was attracted immediately. So I kind of like counted the people, uh, the geos in front of me to kind of try to time it to so I would be the one to take her and it was her dad uh, to to the room. And uh, it worked out. My, my evil plan worked. And uh, I got up to the front and and um, introduced myself and we went to the to the uh, room and I turned on the charm right away and uh, <laughs> asked them if they were doing scuba diving, if they were divers. And they said no. And I said, well, you got to come join my, my scuba lesson. Uh, I do resort co- course every morning. Uh, tell me you want to be in my group. It's free, blah, blah, blah. And they, they did. They showed up at scuba signups that night and they, they signed up and I was uh, flirting with her the whole time underwater, you know, in the pool lesson and everything. And uh, we had a real connection. And, and uh, I wound up leaving the club, not early, but when my season was over, it was actually maybe only a month left. And I remember we were faxing each other every, you know, every night, you know, there was the telephones were so expensive. You couldn't, couldn't really do that. So, and there wasn't internet yet. So we, I was faxing her. She faxed me back. And when I left there, I, I wound up, um, I was thinking maybe I'll come back to the club or maybe I would pursue that. And I wound up uh, moving in with her in Florida. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. We have a kid together. Uh, unfortunately, we've, we've divorced since, but we remain friends and uh, I'm actually re-engaged now. But um, I got a, a wonderful, wonderful son out of it. Who's a diver as well now. Oh, really? He took the scuba diving? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I took him. I took him scuba diving. I got him certified when he was about 11. And uh, I got to do it myself before I kind of retired from from teaching. Um, he was my last one of my last certifications. And uh, now I get to just dive for fun with him. And I got my fiance certified as well. So we got we're out there having a good time together. Family. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that that season that you met her, I believe your chief of village was uh, Momo, correct? Yes. Yes, it was Momo. Yes, in this last season of Turk Scooch, uh, who was your chief of scuba? Uh, I was Andre again. Oh, okay. Pulling double duty. All right. All right. Cool. So one season Columbus, three seasons Turks, you must have met a lot of people. So I'm just curious, is there uh, anyone that you enjoyed uh, working with? I know you've mentioned some names already, but is there anyone else that you had a great time? Yeah, I, I definitely you know mentioned a few of them with the Chef de Village. Kevin was amazing. Hammer. Definitely some of my some of my good uh, good friends, my you know, were mostly the, the scuba geos because we're so tight. So I want to give a shout out to you know Crystal, Makiko, uh, Dennis, uh, Winnie, Tori, Zippy, Chad, John, Troy, Dana, Marcelo, Eric. <laughs> Quite a few I can remember, and I'm so sorry if I miss anyone, but I love you guys. I miss you all. We had such great times together. It was amazing. Was that Dana Winus? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know you, uh, you worked with her. Okay. Yeah. We, we overlapped a little bit. It was actually on my last season for a couple of months, I think. And, uh, yeah, we became, we became good friends and we, she lives in Florida. So we're, we still, uh, keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her claim to fame is she, she hated me upon meeting me in, in Playa. And, uh, when I had her on as a guest, we talked about that. <laughs> Oh, that's I, so funny. I, I, I said I was aware that, that you didn't like me that season. She goes, Oh yeah, I couldn't stand you. <laughs> so no, I, I I love Dana. We're 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 great, you know. She was kind enough to come on and and tell me why she didn't like me. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's funny because I was a huge fan of hers, you know. She would do her uh lessons in a shorty. And if you know Dana, well, that's you know, that's all we yeah. all, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Big, big shout out, Dana. And uh who is who's Zippy? I never heard that name before. Oh, 
Zippy was um his he was we had two Chads that season. I remember that. And one we I think we just stayed, stuck with Chad, and the other one we nicknamed him Zippy. He was uh, I don't really know why, but it was he got that nickname there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Zippy Zippy and Gooch sounds like a a, a sitcom there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we had we had like a trio. Three, it was maybe three or four guys from California. They all came from one dive school. Uh, the one of the big ones in California, and they all kind of arrived at the same time, and like it was like this California infusion, and they were all really cool guys, and we were pretty tight. Okay, cool, cool. And now, so since I guess you left around 99, 2000, you've been about 22, 23 years outside of Club Med. Is there uh, anything you miss about Club Med? Is there one thing? Is there three things that you miss? Oh, my God. There's so much. I mean, I would say, I mean, for me, it's really the the, the biggest thing uh, that I miss the most is the friendships. Uh, you know, living together every day with your, with your best friends. You know, you become, it's a, it's a tight bond, you know. It was amazing, you know, so... I definitely miss that, miss that close bond and just waking up every day and seeing your best buddies and, you know, hanging out with them till the wee hours of the morning and then getting up and doing it all over again, you know? So I miss that a lot. I miss uh, definitely, uh, you know, just getting up and, and meeting new people every day, you know, like you get into your normal lives and it's just, it's just not the same, you know? And of course the diving was some of the best in the world, you know, like, so being able to do that every day, you, I guess after a while you start taking it for granted and then, you come home. I remember the first time I had to pay for diving, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is expensive!" <laughs> you know, like I well, got yeah, to do this. Not only yeah. that, you've got to lug lug your equipment, like you put it in your trunk or whatever. Whereas it's right there in Clement, right? Like it's just oh there. God. Your tank I is still, already. Yeah, hundred percent. I still tell people, you know, if you want, if you want easy diving, you know, the great diving that is just like, you know, you don't have to do any work. It's just true vacation diving. That's Club Med, you know. Yeah. Did you ever, just out of curiosity, I, I ask this sometimes of instructors, did you ever, did you start logging your dives? And then after so many, you're like, ah, it's too many. I can't keep up. Or did you log yeah, every I, single one? No, I just, I, I was never really great at logging my dives. You know, I logged <laughs> okay. when I was younger, I logged my first probably like 70 or 80. You know, we, my dad made us do it after every dive. We, we sat there uh, at lunch or whatever afterwards and we logged our dives. And it was a great way to keep memories and everything like that. But then as dive computers came out, they would hold hundreds of dives. So you could always look, go back and look up your dive profile. So now nah, I just, I lost that, you know, it's kind of a, kind of sad. It's like a diary of your, of your dives. And I, I didn't really, didn't really do it. Would you, could you put a number on it? If you had a best guesstimate, how many dives? Oh, yeah. I've tried to do that before. And I figured, okay. you know, how many dives I did in club med, I went from, you know, a hundred and 150 when I started and just, you know, exponentially went up. So, and now also, like I said, I continue diving as a dive instructor after that too for for a decade. So, I'm 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 definitely north of north of fifteen hundred dives. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Nice. Some good numbers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gooch. We are nearing the end. So before I let you go, I just want to make sure we we covered everything. But if, if there's a story or something I forgot to ask you, uh, you, you have anything like that? The, did we catch it all, or do you got a, you got one last story for us? Yeah, I mean, you know, so many amazing memories. Too many to, to name them all, but one one came to me. I was thinking about about the dive team and and all the fun we had and everything. And and I remembered the especially with Andre because we were we were good we were good buddies right away, quick friends and everything. But he was he was good. He run a tight tight ship, you know. And so he was punctual. Punctual. He was always up early, first one there. I was the exact opposite. I was the last one, you know, uh, closing down the disco and everything. So you know, I I, I would I, I overslept a lot. So we called it the 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 scoop the dive team the scuba alarm clock, um you know someone would come by your door and maybe give it a quick knock like Gooch come on let's go, 
and I would sleep through that too. And next thing you know, we had this big cooler of ice water that we'd bring onto the boat, uh, filled up there at the scuba dock, and two people come over. And I'm talking a five-gallon jug of full ice water. Come right in the room, and if you didn't jump up before they got to you, poured it all over your head and your bed and your blankets and everything. <laughs> totally soaked. And uh, you would realize, you know, you're late for the boat, so you got to jump up, put your bathing suit on, and take your mattress and put it out outside your room so it could drive and get a night's sleep that night. <laughs> so, I mean, people would be walking by, and they'd be like, yep, Gucci overslept again. <laughs> she oh, my mattress oh, standing out okay, to drive. Okay, so no, no one thought you were a bedwetter. They knew it was a prank, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one could wet it that much. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. No, I never heard that one. Scuba alarm clock. That's a great idea. Yep. <laughs> so right. that's just a you know one of those you know you're 23 24 and you know club mad and just you're living the life you're just living the dream uh but yet it, it just amazes me how we were able to to do it all you know do the shows stay up do crazy signs stay up late get up and do the scuba boat all morning and and then do an afternoon lesson it just you worked so hard but you played hard too and it was just the time of my life yeah you sound like someone who'd do it all over again in a heartbeat right like you wouldn't change 100%. anything right yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. It was great. I've even told my son, he's now, you know, going off to college, he's 18. And I said, listen, man, you get, get your degree. And if, if you want to do what I did and go, go work in club mat or go work in the islands, I would not stop you. Go, go have experiences like that. Yes. Get the degree first. Don't do what yep. I'm doing right now. And I start class uh, very soon. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Gooch, this has been so awesome that you came on and shared your story with us. So I really like to thank you. And, you know, on behalf of all the listeners, thanks so much for doing this. Greg, it's been my pleasure, man. I've been a fan of, fan of the podcast for a while and you've had several people I've known and I've just, just loved it. I've really enjoyed it. I'm like, man, I, I, was, I was thinking I'd love to go on that, you know, and then you called me and I was like, that's awesome. So <laughs> I couldn't say yes fast enough. Well, you know, when you, someone, someone suggests Gooch, you got to, you got to have Gooch on, right? <laughs> like if, if Gooch, if a Gooch says no, no, then all hope is lost. Right. Because I, you know, I do get a lot of no's, but if a guy who comes highly recommended named Gooch said, no, he would have crushed me. So thank you for saying yes. <laughs> My pleasure. I really do appreciate you having me. Well, everyone, that was the one and only uh, Gooch. And we'll see you all next week with another installment of my first season. Bye. Say bye to everyone, Gooch. Bye, everybody. Miss you guys.